Hi, welcome to Legal Cut Pro, the entertainment law podcast. My name is Michelle Molyneux. And I am Greg Pang. We're recording this intro for Greg's Nerd Night talk that happened on February 18th. Yes, I'm very excited to talk about that. But first, let's give our sponsors a shout out. This podcast is brought to you by Ampia, the Alberta Media Production Industries Association and its professional development team. Special thanks to Jane Toogood, our audio editor. Please follow her at JJ underscore Toogood, T-O-O-G-O-O-D. Also, this episode is supported by our friends at the Canadian Film Centre. CFC is a leading not-for-profit cultural organization for the development and advancement of Canadian creative and entrepreneurial talent in the screen-based industries. So Greg, tell us, what is Nerd Night and how to go? Nerd Night can be summarized as a sort of TED-like talk. So in Edmonton... Nerd Night, it happens every month uh, between September and April. And most Nerd Nights feature three different speakers and each speak for 20 minutes plus, uh, plus questions at the end about various topics that you can nerd out about, um, not just about, about nerdy topics that I talk about, you know, the, the pop culture stuff, the, the comic book stuff and superhero stuff and, you know, sci-fi stuff, but of any topic. And I... Uh, found it just fascinating and just uh, it's just a fun night uh, to to go nerd out about random uh, seemingly random topics awesome well should we take a listen then let's do it and my nerd night talk is about how to prosecute thanos of the marvel cinematic universe for war crimes nice <laughs> here we awesome. go uh, we've got three really great uh, presenters this evening. Uh, you've seen their topics, you bought the tickets, and I'm going to take a moment right now to introduce our first one once I pull up my notes here. Greg Pang. He's a full-time practicing lawyer. He teaches at McEwen University. He's also the co-host of a podcast about entertainment law called Legal Cut Pro, and he's the original cycling lawyer. His Twitter handle is Cyclaw. <laughs> And he rides his bike year-round, even when it's minus 30. Now, before I bring Greg up on the stage, I have to let you know that his presentation is about prosecuting the supervillain Thanos of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So as a warning, his topic will discuss major plot points for the movie Avengers Infinity Wars and Avengers Endgame. Sounds like a lawyer could do that. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. Okay, and then therefore, spoilers are, and then it says, in your best sinister Josh Brolin voice, inevitable. <laughs> Put your hands together for Greg Pang. Pretty good? Okay. Check, check. Perfect. We don't trade lives. This is what Captain America said in Avengers Infinity War. And it became a central theme of that movie. But it was in the context, or spoken in the context, of we don't trade lives unnecessarily as heroes. Instead of self-sacrificing, maybe we'll find a better way. And spoilers for Endgame, this is exactly what they end up doing, trading lives. And you'll agree with me that it's not controversial that the hero 
may want to or may choose to trade his or her life, sacrifice him or herself to save the day, to save loved ones, to save even not loved ones, to save innocent people. But it might be controversial, or I submit to you it is controversial, that you trade the lives of other people, of other people who unwillingly are sacrificed for some kind of betterment of the whole. Nerd bosses, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to talk to you about the mad titan, Thanos, who did exactly that. He sacrificed half of all existence in the movie Avengers Infinity War to save, or what he believed, to let the other half thrive and survive. And after I talk to you about what we can do to prosecute a villain like Thanos for the crimes on that kind of scale, I want to talk to you about why. Why do we even care about this other than just for having some fun? But first, first I want to do something for you. For those of you who have not watched (laughs) Avengers Infinity War or Avengers Endgame, I am going to give you a very quick plot summary. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, all right. Minor spoilers for the second movie, but major spoilers for the first movie. All right, so for those of you who don't know, and I'm looking at you, Shelby. <laughs> these, <laughs> these are the good guys. They're called the Avengers. This is the bad guy. His name is Thanos, or Thanos, if you speak as Guardian. You hear that? Thanos, Thanos. My wife thought that this would be a good picture for some of you. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth without his shirt on playing Thor there in uh, Ragnarok. Thanos is a sympathetic character. He believes that in order to let one half of all living things thrive, that he should kill the other half. He collects magic stones, and literally, with a snap of a finger, he wins after collecting those magic stones. So the good guys lose, half the good guys die. Poor Peter. Someone should have gone for the head. Fast forward to Endgame. The good guys collect the stones again. Battle, battle, battle. The good guys win, and the women kick some ass. But we're still all sad for some reason. So I won't spoil that part for those of you who hadn't seen the last one. So why? The first question I want to pose to you is, why do we prosecute Thanos? Why not just kill him? Isn't that what we normally do to the bad guys in the movies, especially especially in comic book movies? Don't we just kill them? I submit to you that in a just and fair society, that criminals need to be brought to justice by bringing them before a court of law under the presumption of innocence and giving them the chance to defend themselves. If we live under the rule of law, then we do not just summarily judge and execute people for the crimes, even the worst of crimes. It's like that one time, I came home late, (laughs) and I had a strand of long blonde hair on my shoulder. My brunette wife noticed it, and all of a sudden she became the judge, jury, and executioner for my alleged crime. I deserved the presumption of innocence, is that right? Yeah, most guys are, yeah, of course. <laughs> the next question is, which court? If we're going to try someone, we need to try them in a court. And one of the, how do you say it, 
the ideas would be, well, we have the International Criminal Court on Earth at The Hague, right? Some of you might be familiar with that. We have an International Criminal Court set up to do exactly this, to try war criminals. But the problem here is that the International Criminal Court is an agreement by the nations of Earth to try, well, humans for war crimes. Thanos, his crimes were on a galactic or universal scale, rather. So I propose that, or I submit to you that, the International Criminal Court has inadequate jurisdiction. We need to think a little bit bigger. And we can take some, I guess, inspiration from what we've done in our history. And I look to the London Charter. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the London Charter, and those words might conjure up maybe a big red bus in London, England. But what I'm talking about is the London Charter being the agreement between the Allied powers after World War II to try the Nazis at Nuremberg. Similarly, with Thanos, we might be able to convene, say, an Earth Charter, where, because the final battles were fought on Earth of the MCU, for the Titan Tribunal or Thanos Tribunal or something like that, where you would have, like with the London Charter, the Nuremberg Trials, you would have judges being sent as representatives from each of the civilizations who were affected by Thanos' actions. But you might be thinking, didn't Thanos kill half of all living things in the universe? And you would be correct if you're thinking that. (laughs) Because we're not just talking about a handful of allied powers who will be sending representatives to somewhere like Nuremberg to try Thanos. And we're not just talking about on a galactic scale. And as far as we know, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there are millions, maybe even billions, of civilizations out there. We're talking about a universal scale. And this is a beautiful image taken from Hubble of distant galaxies. There could be trillions of civilizations out there. I don't have an answer for this, because it could be get very quickly unmanageable. If, note as the Marvel Cinematic Universe is having many, many civilizations, maybe millions, maybe billions, maybe we can try them on a galactic scale first. I don't know that answer right now, so we'll move on. The next thing we need to talk about is, for what crimes do we try Thanos? If we have a court, then we need to try him for something. I'm pulling some inspiration from our own Rome Statute of the International Criminal Court for this. There are several crimes that we can take inspiration from here. The first one is the crime of aggression. And this is the planning, preparation, initiation, or execution of an act of aggression. Those would be waging wars. And we saw in the movies that he attacked Earth twice. So we wage war twice on Earth. And we can extrapolate from other points in the movies that he waged wars on many other planets across the galaxy. And the key here is aggression. In our international law, it's not illegal, of course, to go to war. Otherwise, all their countries who have gone to war, including Canada, could be tried for some kind of war crime. So it's not illegal to go to war, but it's illegal to start a war, illegal to to commit an act of aggression in starting a war. For NHL fans out there, that's like when you, you're not, it's not illegal to fight, But if you start a fight, you get an extra two minutes in the box. (laughs) I 
thought this would play well here. <laughs> now, if Matthew Kachuk were an Avenger fighting Thanos, he would definitely be the worst Avenger. <laughs> Next, we have war crimes. And what war crimes are, are a plan or policy of a large-scale commission, willful killing, torture, extensive destruction and appropriation of property, or pillaging. And we heard a line about this from Bruce Banner in the movie Infinity War. It's like he kills half, takes what he wants, and then he leaves. Right? So, and we saw examples of that over and over again in the MCU. Crimes against humanity. At least that's what, how it's worded in the Rome Statute and how it was worded in the Nuremberg Trials. Except it's not humanity here. It's against sentient life widespread or systematic murder, extermination. And we saw that even before the snap. Genocide. And this was, as you recall, the conversation with Dr. Strange. The intent to destroy in whole or part a national, ethnical, racial, or religious group. He didn't target any one group in particular, but he targeted all groups, all at the same time to destroy half of all living creatures. And of course, the most egregious crime of all is not having your pets on a leash. (laughs) You can't quite see that. I don't have Photoshop skills, but I use Paint 3D in Windows 10 to make this for you guys. Better appreciate it. See, it says, space dogs must be kept on a leash beyond this point. (laughs) Of course, you can imagine if, I can imagine at least, if Nick Fury were a bylaw officer, he would step onto the fields of Wakanda. (laughs) And it goes something like this. Excuse me, sir. Put your motherfucking space dogs on a motherfucking leash, motherfucker. I don't get to swear when I teach in my class, and I don't get to swear on my own podcast, so this is quite cathartic for me. Thank you very much. The next thing we have to talk about is the burden of proof. What is the prosecution's burden of proof? You have crimes you can charge someone in a criminal context. There is a burden of proof that the prosecution must meet. That is that they must prove the act and the mental elements of the crime, the actus reus and the mens rea beyond a reasonable doubt. It's like, you know, the long strand of blonde hair on my shoulder? Circumstantial evidence. There was no evidence, probative evidence of the act of my crime, and there was no evidence of the mental element. Complete acquittal, right? Again, the guys. (laughs) Of course. Next is defenses. As I said earlier, If we are trying someone in a proper, fair, open trial, then the accused is entitled to a defense. What defenses are available? Curiously enough, at Nuremberg, there were no defenses available for the Nazis. But our international law has evolved since then. And in the Rome Statue of our International Criminal Court is where we can draw some inspiration for this. What are some of the defenses that might be available for Thanos to raise? Mental disease or defect, involuntary intoxication, self-defense or defense of others, duress, mistake of fact, superior orders, or the prescription of law. I won't get deep into this at all, but I'd say that it'd be 
having read a little bit more detail about this, a bit hard to maybe make out the defense of Thanos, for Thanos based on some of these defenses. Maybe it takes a much smarter lawyer than me to be able to come up with something creative and persuasive. But just wanted to show you what some of the defenses might be. Next, assuming that we have convicted Thanos, this here, we have to talk about sentencing. That's what we're talking about right now. Talking about sentencing. We have to sentence Thanos. And it would be up to the tribunal to decide on the just and proportionate and appropriate sentence for Thanos, whether that's execution, imprisonment, or whatever. We held a mock trial of Thanos at the Edmonton Comic Expo a couple years ago Fourth on this substantially similar topic here. He was convicted on, a, on I think, a couple counts. And the sentence was banishment. Banishment to the DC Cinematic Universe. <laughs> All my lawyer colleagues agreed with me that that is definitely cruel and unusual. And that was a much funnier joke before this movie started to win all the Oscars and Golden Globes. Go watch it. Next, why do we care? Why do we care other than for shits and giggles? Why do we care about prosecuting Thanos? And the reason is because it brings up social justice issues. There are some who argue that the roots of all of our society's problems stem from overpopulation, disease, natural disaster, depletion of natural resources, overpopulation. Of course, the other root of all of our society's problems, social media. (laughs) I swear, if I could snap away Twitter and Facebook. There we go. Perfectly balanced now. Leave TikTok alone, though. That's some funny shit. (laughs) The social justice issues that it brings up in the trial of Thanos is that when are we allowed to kill other people to save others? Our society does sanction some killing to save other people. Think law enforcement, for one. Think military. Under certain rules and in certain scenarios those men and women are allowed to exercise lethal force. But when is it okay, if ever, to kill millions, maybe billions or trillions, in order to save an equal number of millions, billions, or trillions? Even if dispassionately and randomly, as Thanos says, when is that ever okay? To borrow a line from another universe... The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. But is that always the case when it comes to trading lives? Would you trade your partner, your wife, your husband to save other people? Sorry, I I just saw like a woman just kind of shrug and kind of side glance, look over at her male partner. It's like, yeah, him? Any day. (laughs) But when is it okay to trade lives? Is it ever? I'm not sure if I would have the, the willpower to do that. Maybe Thanos was right. Maybe the hardest of choices require the strongest of wills. And my will would not be so strong to sacrifice my loved ones to save other people. I really don't think I'd be able to make that decision. 
Would you? Would you do it? Would you sacrifice your child? If you were to save everyone here, would you sacrifice your mother, your father, against her will? If it would save the entire city, would you sacrifice maybe your, your siblings, a friend, a close friend, to save your country, to save the planet? We don't trade lives. What do you say? Thank you, everyone. Now we'll go to the question part. Yeah. So if you run here, well, I'll be walking around with the Sounds good. So, did you want me to, you want to no, uh, yeah, I just want to just uh, just a couple special thanks here, or one big special thank to the Legal Geeks. Uh, you can find them at thelegalgeeks.com. They, this is originally Josh Gilliland's idea. He's the founder of the Legal Geeks. I've worked on him on a couple of different uh, projects for his website and, and blog. So a big thank you for, to them. And there's some information about my podcast. Before we get to questions, though, I have a couple of things to give away here. Socks! Who wants some socks? (laughs) The first pair of socks, I think it says for women, but you know, if your feet are narrow enough, you know, whatever, you can can fit it. Can someone tell me, I'm gonna, now this is where I test you, see if you've been listening. Tell me one of the crimes that I discussed for which we can charge Thanos, and just briefly tell me what that crime is about. Anyone? Okay, you over there. Um, okay, hold on. Uh, you mentioned genocide. Yes. Which is um, the targeting of a, a group based on nationality and to exterminate part of... Perfect, say no more. Okay. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Congrats. Next. I have another very special pair of socks here. I am wearing one of those pairs right here. This is from the, it's a legal conference, a tech legal conference called uh, the Clio Cloud Conference. And these are made in, manufactured in North Carolina. So these are very special conference socks. There is a hashtag for legal conference socks. Hashtag legal conference socks, I kid you not. You can find legal conference socks pictures. Hashtag legal conference socks. Someone tell me, this might be a little bit easier. Tell me one of the available defenses under the Rome Statute of the International Criminal Court available to those accused of war crimes. Oh, oh, I can't see anything, all, this, all these lights. You want to pick one, Rick? Okay. Duress. Duress. Perfect. Got it. <laughs> All right, we'll now we're ready for questions. Okay. Questions, anyone? Yeah, I had a question. Is there any legal work being done to actually protect sentient beings, as you mentioned? You mentioned something like that. So in terms of just protecting human lives, is there any legal work to protect lives beyond just our own? So the question is, is there any legal work to protect other lives other than just human life? Is that, that's the question? I think there is, and um, I encourage you to look up a podcast called, and this is a great podcast title, Paw and Order. (laughs) 
by uh, Peter Sankoff and Camille Labchuk. Uh, Peter Sankoff is a professor here at the U of A. Uh, Camille is based, uh, I think, down in Toronto. And they talk about that stuff all the time. So um, part of what they do is well, discuss laws about protecting animals you know, uh, and taking the position that they, they have some kind of sentience and they don't deserve to be mistreated. And it's a fascinating topic. I don't do anything with animal law at all, but that's one thing that, uh, that's one area of law that advances legal protections for living beings who are not human. And as far as, you know, mad titans and other aliens and stuff like that, I, I don't know of any work being done about that outside of Star Trek. Next. I actually had a question pertaining to what I answered uh, about genocide. If, um, if genocide is the targeting of a group, either in part or whole, how strong do you think the argument for that actually would be, considering there was no specific group targeted? That's a great question, because the way that when we did our mock trial, those were the kinds of instructions that were given to the jury, a targeted killing. But if you look at the, the actual wording of, um, I forget, Article 31, no, no, Article 36 maybe? Uh, anyway, some article of the Rome Statute about genocide, it doesn't need, necessarily need to be targeted specifically. Just that the, the crime was committed against that group with the intent of wiping out, killing in part or whole. So it doesn't necessarily mean that or have to be we specifically targeted them. It's that the act that was committed resulted in or was with the intent of this. So that's why I expanded. I thought that, huh, well, maybe this can be applied to Thanos, even though he didn't specifically target anyone. As you know, it's randomly dispassionately across all living things. It still had the end results and the intention of killing half of all living things. Thank you. Do we have another question? Hello, stranger. Very good. <laughs> uh, two quick questions. Yes. Uh, one, the blonde hair that was on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and, the kind of and the next question, Dan. <laughs> was it, wasn't there a second question? I was uh, talking about the podcast because it uh, tells us a little bit more. Maybe not everyone knows exactly what the podcast. Is. Oh, okay, okay. And, and that blonde hair does tie into it. <laughs> those, two, those two questions. Yes, my my, my co-host is is very blonde. She's very blonde hair. Very, very smart. Uh, her name is Michelle Monu. And my podcast, Legal Cut Pro, is about Canadian entertainment law. It's targeted toward the demographic audience, or the target audience, are Canadian independent producers. So we talk about legal issues that uh, might be commonly encountered, and maybe some novel ones that affect film producers, mainly independent, again, independent film producers. Thanks for the question, Dan. Next. I think we have time for one or three more. Okay, so any other questions? So what about the targeted killing of Osama bin Laden? He wasn't given a trial. Um, do you think he should have been given a fair trial? And that's a tough question to answer. Um, I, I, and the, the question, again, is about the targeted killing of Osama bin Laden. Of course, we all know in history that he was simply some U.S. commandos or special forces raided his compound and just summarily killed him, right? So is that justice? If you've seen Endgame, something like that kind of happens. <laughs> Very similar. Is that justice? And 
speaking from an academic perspective, I can't be hypocritical and say that it was justice. I say that even someone who has committed crimes of that kind of nature deserve to be brought to a court and under a fair trial, et cetera, et cetera. But that's academic, though. But what if some of my loved ones or people I knew were killed in the 9-11 attacks? Would that change? Those of you who have been affected by crime, what do you want to see happen to the accused? You want the worst thing possible to happen to the accused. Well, at least, unless you believe in forgiveness and don't want the worst things to happen to them. But if I were affected, if I knew people, and I, uh, I guess fortunately I don't, but if I were, I'd say, yes, kill the motherfucker without a trial. But, again, you know, from an academic perspective, I have to say everyone deserves a fair trial, even Osama bin Laden. All right. Any other questions? You were sort of alluding to which court could try battles. Like, would it make sense for international criminal court? Do you think that, like, the Cree could bring a class action lawsuit where they just invite parties affected by Thanos to, to weigh in? Is that, like, I, I don't think those are options when it comes to things like, you know, large scale crimes against mm-hmm. whatever the equivalent of the universe is of humanity, but could you do a class action lawsuit against Thanos? Uh, um, it's, it's a good question, Adam. Uh, class action is in, in the context of a civil lawsuit. Say, maybe. The criminal, let's say the criminal trial, we, we, we execute him and stuff like that, and for some reason Thanos has some assets on his farm, you know, maybe he has some fruit or whatever, and with some of the wrong civilization, like the Cree, and this is not, you know, the Cree, the, 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 the indigenous, you know, <laughs> it's Cree, for those of you who don't know, Cree, they're, they're an alien species who can shapeshift. Right? No. No, 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 no. Those are, those are the scrolls. Right. <laughs> the Cree. Yeah. The Captain, yeah, that's where Captain Marvel trained, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's possible that in a civil context, like, it's like O.J. Simpson, right? So he was acquitted, but then they brought a civil action against him, and, and they won there, and they were compensated with damages. So if... What's that? Which he has not paid. He has not paid. Okay, O.J. Simpson has not paid because he has no money, right? That's why he's making that documentary, wasn't it? He was making some documentary to raise money. But uh, yes, it's, it's possible that there could be a civil class action lawsuit outside of the criminal context against Thanos to get, try to get some kind of monetary compensation for the trillions of people he killed. Hey. Well, orders is that beyond that. Yes, yeah. that's right, yeah. Anything, anything else? Anyone else? I think actually that will be the last question. I'm going to cut you there. So Sounds good. Let's jump into the next one, but let's give another warm round of applause. Great, guys. Thank you. Legal Cup Pro has been produced by Greg Pang and Michelle Molyneux. Excerpts of Just Say Go, Dr. Octavo Mendicity, mixed courtesy of Dr. Octavo and Michelle Molyneux. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated on it is to be construed as legal advice. The views expressed by the hosts of Legal Cup Pro and any guests are their own and do not represent the opinions of any organization or other person unless otherwise stated. Intro sound clip film projector countdown has been truncated from its original form and is copyright 2013 Ivan Gabovich used under Creative 
Commons BY3 license. Outro sound clip film projector reel runs out by Stefan021 is used under Creative Commons CC01.0 license. This podcast is copyright of Red Frame Law and is licensed to you under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial CC BYNC 4.0 license. For details of that license, visit creativecommons.org.